this week, Danny, I want to open up with a question of uh, was I inappropriate or is this appropriate? Okay, only reg- only restriction to this, not being not, not aware at all that this is how you want to start the podcast. Can you deliver the question to me in Jeopardy answer first format? Um, yes. What is, so go ahead. This is going to be fun. <laughs> okay. So wait, how, how does Jeopardy work? I have to, so, I, I tell you the answer. <laughs> I, when, I, okay, do here we go. I just, I screw up our whole podcast all the time with my idiocy. Anyway, go ahead. It means like you, you say, what is this? And you, or, or no, you say like, she is the, this, this, and that. So you give the answer to it. And then, and then the question is, what is this? Right. Okay. So that's how it works. When you attend a Canadian Thanksgiving and you sort of force your friends to give you a hug. What is awkward? Yes, there we go. That, so maybe <laughs> it wasn't awkward. Maybe it, was, it wasn't inappropriate. Maybe it was awkward. There we go. Now that I know how Jeopardy works. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so, all right. So here's the setup is we do this Canadian Thanksgiving for our Canadian friends. Well, they do it. They just invite us because I'm not Canadian. Yeah. Um, so I get to celebrate like all of things. us. You you wish you were Canadian, but you're not. Exactly. Exactly. But what's great here is I get the perk of two Thanksgivings, which is pretty great. So when I came over, we had our friends that were there, male and female, okay. and traditionally, as you know, with a mots, when when people gather, we hug. Like this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever I see you, you come in for a big hug we get hugs going on and it's not like a, it's not like an, a, a weird, like em- embrace, right? It's like, a, it's just a, a normal hug, right? It's more than a handshake. It's a hug because it, we're good but friends. But it's also just a quick, a quick, like, you know, you know, come together, a quick tappy and, and, and release, right? No long, awkward yes. pauses, no, no butt out because you're, you know, you're, you're going to be holding the the chest too too close for too long. You know, it's just very very natural and quick, like almost like a bro hug. Yeah, yeah, just a little little friend little friend hug. Mm-hmm. So people kind of come in, everyone says hi, and normally it's like the first thing we do is like give give a big old hug, and mm-hmm. and it didn't happen, like it didn't happen. Like we were already in, and they were coming in next. Like they came in after us, and like I kind of went around. I was like, hey, and I kind of had my arms out. But like someone else took their attention. So like the uh-huh. natural hug didn't occur. Right. And then I was all like, I was like, oh, I was like, no hugs, you know. Uh-huh. And then they kind of went in for the the hug afterwards. <laughs> and it was kind of a awkward, not so great situation. <laughs> I feel like this is just I love you so much. And this is this is something that you would get yourself into. Like you, you just just out of pure, the pure kindness and like kind of lack of lack of self-awareness in a way that makes you so adorable because you're just genuinely there to enjoy everyone's company. You're not thinking about the social cue ahead of time. And then all of a sudden this happens and now you're like, it's like someone, it's like someone leaving, leaving you at the airport and saying, well, it was great to see you. And then they walk next to you for like five minutes on the way to like a terminal that's right next to your terminal. Um, I feel like this is just like this is this is a Mott's situation that is sitcom worthy on a regular basis, and I love every second of the story. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of curious. Is it is it was it that it's awkward or now in 2018? Well, can okay. I not give hugs? What, what did you no do? More hugs. What did you? What happened next? Uh, a one of two hugs occurred. Not two hugs, but one hug, and it 
and it was a fun, it was a, it was just an as a normal hug, but I felt uh-huh. as if I had then forced the hug situation because you went in, the hug was denied, not necessarily maliciously denied, but it was. Who knows? Maybe it was a little awkward for them, and then they kind of use this opportunity to be distracted. But now you're like, you're not going to sit there and stand like a bear over his prey. Like you're not going to keep your arms out. You gotta, you gotta put them down and reset and kind of wait. Maybe, maybe the conversation goes on longer than you think it's going to. So now you're just going to go back to wherever you were before. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's what is the what are the answers to this? Um, I. I have no idea. <laughs> do I do I do I do I give up on the hug situation? Just say no, like, all think, right, no more hugs. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think. I think partly it might just be that your um your situ like the way you view family gatherings, even when you're getting together with people that maybe you're not as close to as you are. Let's just say as like with with me and my family or or Luke's family. We're all one family, right? So in certain settings, the hug is not only required, but, um, but embraced and, and looked forward to by all. Maybe in, maybe in some settings where like, you're not sure exactly what the, what the, you know, what the situation is going to be with other people. Maybe, maybe in this day and age, we do have to calm down the hug until said hug is invited, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Mm. Only because I want to protect you. I don't want you feeling awkward. Yeah. Um, And yeah, you need to have a mutual hug agreement, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But okay, well, there's awkward... places where you don't even need the mutual hug agreement. But maybe it's just recognizing that all right, some settings. And I don't think you should like think that you did anything wrong because I think you're in any kind of family gathering setting to like get closer to people, and you just you know that's you. It's Mots with the big heart. Hey Mots, hey guys, I'm Mots with a big heart. That's you. Mm-hmm. Hey, like hey, you you know you might as well just walk into a room of twenty strangers, say hey guys, my name's Mots, and I have a big heart. A big should, heart. From now on, I want that to be your thing, by the way. I am Mats. <laughs> right. I have a big heart. Like, oh, um, what do you do? I have a big heart. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's what you do. And But maybe in some settings, unless you're going to announce that ahead of time, you should just tone it back a little bit. Okay. All right. Here's awkward situation number two, the same <laughs> okay. night. Okay. The, now, the the I, I will preface that the entire night went pretty great, but we were. I've been doing this thing. And it's a, it's like a tick almost. It's kind of just unintentional that's kind of happening. A lot of people use filler words or other things. I've been doing this thing where I'll be in a conversation with somebody and then I just kind of wink at them. Like, okay. you know, just kind of give them a wink. Because someone will say something and like you kind of make that eye, you may kind of make that eye contact. And sometimes people do like the nod, like, oh yeah, this guy, right? Or this gal, uh-huh. you know? Yep. But I've been doing this thing where like I just kind of go wink, like, Yep. Wink. So I did it. We were in a conversation. And someone said something and my friend uh, was across from me and she kind of made eye contact with me. And then I kind of like winked at her. And then she kind of gave me like the what? 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 what why are you winking at me? Like, I'm confused. Kind of <laughs> winky. Like, was I, I was like, did oh, I abuse wait. some wink privilege? Like, does she think I'm making some pass? I, well, that, like, I, that's my. Do first I have something thought. in my eye? Do I have something stuck in my eye? But then I kind of made like a. Then I kind of made like a shruggy, like you know, kind of like over here, like nodding a head move. Um, that was my my. But I don't I don't know what happened. Like I feel like, am I off my game, Danny? Like what is happening? Uh, well, so then what happened with that later? Have you addressed the awkward wink with with said person? So I wanted. Here's the thing: is I thought about later on. Not that evening. Well, like either texting or like email, like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that like I was 
winking. Saying, I was just having fun, just like with my friend. Yeah. Like no biggie. It was right. It was just a casual wink, like, hey, like nod type of wink, not a wink right. wink. Right. Like I like you, but I'm not in like with you type of thing. Oh man, this is just this is so good. I just cause I just can imagine I'm so sorry you had to sit on this, you know, until we sat on the chair of blunders and, and we could out we could therapize each other, you know? Um, I was, over over therapification. It was social blundering. That's social what blundering. Yeah. It was um social blundering with Mots. It's this is a this is a journey that I'm I'm uh, grateful that you're bringing me uh with you on. I I, I think that when it comes to I don't know if this lady friend is is single or if there was like if everyone's been drinking. I, I, I'm not implying it, but what I'm saying is maybe for some people, like they take other messages because they're thinking like, "What's Mots doing?" Right? And if they've never experienced the Mots, um, I'm here to have a good time with everyone, and like let's not let's not be socially awkward in that way like let's just all get along like if they haven't experienced that then maybe they could i could see them misreading some of your cues you know maybe it's because I, i've never winked before so maybe it was like whoa what why is yeah. winking, also right? how smooth was the wink right like i can i can I just, think it was I can smooth just, i can flip it down like none of none of my cheek goes down although my hmm. left eye is better than i'm doing it right now my left Me eye too. is much more of a pro than my right eye like yeah. I, I think a little bit of my cheek gets involved but as a kid i played a lot of drug dealer you know what that mm. game is? Yeah. Right? So you're sitting in a circle with a bunch of your mm. friends and it's drug like dealers got to wink, right? You're, mm. we, we used to play drug dealer right around Halloween, which is a good, that's a good, um, you know, seasonal topic, I guess, because we're about to have Halloween. So you would, you know, you deal the cards, there's the queen of spades, there's the ace of hearts, who's the detective. And this is the beginning of games that teach kids to lie and manipulate and try to get away with things and like mafia and one night werewolf. So we would play that, but everybody would be betting like candy and it was just broken up on, on how you finished. And um, so I, I like to think I've, my, my wink game is pretty good. And if your wink game isn't good, and if, I don't know if you had been drinking or not, I'm not, I'm just asking like, were your, were your senses a little bit slower? Cause we don't always know it when we've had just like a couple drinks, you know, that that might be the case. So I don't know, maybe it was awkward enough to be perceived as awkward. I, I wasn't there. You know. So I will say that at this point, there was no drinking. There was no no alcohol at all because we had just got there. We literally just walked in the door. Right? Oh, wow. So we had just got okay. there. And, so, you, and, so you had two social blunders within the first 15 minutes. Yeah, and, and it, was, it was us standing next to our partner and talking in the group of four, right? So it was two partners <laughs> and two, right? So it's, all, it's, it's like, you know, H, H. Lowe was like right next to me, so... Wow. I don't know. It's, it's so weird. That's right? and so then, funny. Yeah. It makes me feel like maybe these friends are just – I wonder if any of our Canadian listeners, assuming we have like at least two, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I wonder if anybody who listens – is this just something that is like awkward in, can, in, in, in Canadian culture? I, I don't know. I mean this sounds mm. like – because now that you're describing it, I guess I was I was envisioning there's more people there. Maybe you guys had been there for a while because you didn't set the full tone for me. So I was assuming yeah. the party had ensued. Everyone's having a good time. And then this second awkward moment happens much later from this. It sounds like this whole thing happened so quickly. You would have yes. think that, you know, the blunder could have just been called out and we could have just laughed it off and say, hey, this has just been funny. Like I wanted to hug you. And I, just so you know, it was just a silly wink or whatever. But instead, it sounds like this whole thing got sort of swept under the rug. 
And I wonder what they're talking about in their podcast right now. Like, what's the appropriate behavior when some random dude you brought over to dinner for the first time for Canadian Thanksgiving? Like, you know, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Are they are like they having like as soon as they left and we left that they have a conversation in the car that evening? It's like, right. What's up with Mott's? Right. Because it's like <laughs> we've hung out before, like all the time. And, you know, so it's, it's very strange. Mm, yeah. Anyways, that's my uh, Thanksgiving story, sir. I, this was this is this was a lot of fun. And that is I like to think this is one of the more um, unique ways we've, we've started our podcast. I love sometimes just so everyone knows a little bit of behind the scenes here, not like anything we're doing here is rocket science. But sometimes Mots and I get together and we chit chat for for a little bit and, and have and have uh, uh numerous topics come up that may or may not be discussed on the podcast for whatever reason, right? Sometimes we just like connect and just dive right in. Mats is like, I got a great way to start the podcast. And he goes, record, boom. And that was what, this is one of those days today. So this has been a lot of fun. And uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for caring and sharing. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you got to talk it out. That's what I've really realized in life. Sometimes you just need to, you know, talk it out and chit chat and understand if you are being completely socially awkward or uh-huh. completely inappropriate, because that could have gone a different way. Because if you had, if I had right been later on in the social scene, like in a different situation, I myself, I would have like stopped and been like, I don't know why I winked right here. Like that seems very inappropriate. Uh, you know, but it wasn't that situation. And I, and I don't, I've never been in that that type of situation either, nor do I want to be right. in that type of situation because I, I don't, I don't. And especially now I don't really drink. Right. I, I right. even there, I, it's, I didn't, yeah. I drank water and that, that's like, I, if I'm going to drink, I'd rather drink at home. Me and H low, just, you know, open a bottle of wine. We can't finish right. the whole bottle anyways. It's just too much wine, Danny. Right. That's a, it's um, a whole bottle. I mean, We're watching Friends for the third time, you know. So <laughs> start to finish. That's a that's a yeah. great night. You know, you just turn on yeah. Friends, and five hours later, Friends is still right. on. It's right. like you know when. I, I bet there's probably a friend episode, a Friends episode about this situation about I social blunders. I, I would guarantee it. Yeah, I, I I feel like I remember one vaguely where like a whole bunch of things that like Ross does or something or perceived as super awkward or passes or something i i don't know but long story short i love you i i I feel like you just you're doing great and i don't know why i'm turning this into a pep talk but just you know nothing let's let's not worry about it and if your canadian friends or our canadian listeners would like to share their insights i would love or or any listen listeners of all this is not a this is not a, a podcast that discriminates against opinions of any kind so everybody bring them Everyone bring them. Let me know how socially awkward it just was. So there you go. Uh, uh, speaking of socially awkward, I uh, had fun. Uh, one thing you did ask me on before we started recording here was about this thing currently gracing the homepage of chess.com, this event we're about to hold with poker stars. We can get ooh. into that in a second if you want. Mm-hmm. But I, I did delete a comment that was posted very early in the article where sometimes the first people to comment in an article like aggressively love being the first person to give a completely like trollish and like angry opinion. Most of the time I leave it because most of the time it's, you know, it's good for transparency. People are 
complaining about the site or doing something and you kind of don't want to you don't want to like people to feel like anyone's being censored but when people are going out of their way to like say mean things toward like you know the female participants or whatever i'm just like sometimes i just get a quick trigger figure so i've been i've been opening up about that lately that having done the moderation on chess.com for years i definitely don't always practice what i preach like we tell our mods like hey you know, there's very rarely comments that should just be deleted without warning, right? If it's like overly racist, like clearly antagonistic to like a, a, a you know, a religious belief or like gender or whatever. But if it's generally trollish or whatever, like, look, it's a community, it's user generated content, be nice, you know, especially to premium members, just because they're, you know, they're there, they're providing us, it's not like bias, but they're providing you with payment for your service, right? So it's normal to just be to give them a warning if you're like, hey, that didn't seem very nice. Why are you saying that, right? Mm-hmm. But I often don't practice what I preach. Like if this was a premium member. And if I read like a mean comment and like they went out of their way, they probably didn't even read the article. And they just said something like super like insulting to both like chess.com and like the female participants. I just delete it and I go and mute the account with no warning. Yeah, good. And then I always get messages late. It's hilarious. Sean, Sean, our head of support, listens to the podcast. He'll probably... He'll probably ping me about this exact thing. He's like, Danny, you got to stop doing that because I make so much work for him sometimes. He's like, Danny, <laughs> hey, I saw you muted this user. Why'd you do that, buddy? <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember, but he was being mean. And I just like, I just don't have any patience for it. And yeah, uh, I got time for that. I got time for I that. I don't got time for it. So uh, I think that that is great, by the way, because, you know, it, it definitely happens where people say some things, whether they're, you know, whether they're being intentional or unintentional about it, it's kind of like, eh, it's not okay. Especially if they're being intentional. If they're being intentional, it's really not okay. And you can do the warning shot. Like, hey, I've deleted your post. I'm just giving you a warning. Like, hey, this is highly inappropriate. What you know, a lot of times forums they'll have a at least one thread that's like, this is acceptable. This is not acceptable. Right. In fact, if you go to my blog, um, if anyone ever, I actually have, you know, like little comments that you can leave at the bottom. Most people, I've never had any issues to be honest with you, but I do monitor them from time to time. I have, uh, I have a comment policy and the comment policy is, yeah, be civil, don't be a jerk and be awesome to everyone. So you can't do any of these things, blah, 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 or like I will lay down the ban hammer. So normally we have, we have a very like, similar thing, like even in just like the chess.com about it's mm. like, hey, like, like be kind. We're here to play chess and share our joy of the game and just do do cool and treat others how you would want to be treated. It's like literally in our our values. Here it is. It's like. Like chess.com tries to be more than a chess site. We try to be a community where chess fans around the world feel safe and happy to grow as chess players. Here's what we believe. Kindness. Deserve and treat others with the respect you feel you deserve. We encourage everyone to follow the golden rule. Learning. You're here to you're here to learn. You're never losing if you're learning from your chess games. Like just like really simple stuff, right? But apparently that stuff just doesn't get, you know, appreciated <laughs> very often. What what's so. really intriguing too is when you talk to people. Like I've had people have been really mean to me on Twitter. I'm sure you've had this too. People, yeah, yeah. people have definitely been mean. And then you like respond in, you can respond in one of two ways or you could ignore it, but you can respond and just be like really like aggressive back at them. Like you mm-hmm. kind of mad at them or you can kind of like respond in a weird kindness. Like I had, you know, some people, this is all like on my Twitter, but I had someone was like, your product sucks, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, I'm like, 
oh, I'm sorry that you're having a bad experience, right? I'm, I'm sorry that this isn't going so great. I would love to learn more about the experiences. Like, here's my email. Like, feel free. Like, I would love to set up a call. And then they have the opportunity at that point. It's a 50-50 toss-up. Either they want to, either they like really are just cannot even be bothered or just going to be mean and respond again meanly to you, or yep. they'll actually communicate and chat with you. And then if you actually end up talking to them on the phone, like it, it changes the entire script, right? Where it's when you're not behind the keyboard, which is kind of the interesting part of Twitch streaming. At least yep. the streamer is not behind the keyboard, but everybody else is behind the keyboard. So that's the problem there. But if there's some aspect of it, as soon as you get from behind the keyboard and you interact with human beings, human, you know, we, we end up being relatively okay besides awkward winking. But uh, besides um, awkward winking and, and yeah. hug hugs, hanging hugs, hanging yeah. hugs, hanging yeah. hugs. No, so, you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. And I think it's a great it's one thing that gives you like some hope for humanity in this world of, you know, what we see as social media, you know, the, the negative benefits of social media, things that we, we like to believe are ultimately only there for technology to help connect people and, and to help us be live kind of more convenient and, and more productive lives in some ways. And all the, all the benefits of social media, the truth is there's all that harm of, of, you know, the disconnect from the feelings that you may be, you know, um, basically in, in, you know, putting it, putting onto others and the things you may be projecting onto others that you just don't have a perspective of how it really hurts them. And I actually just linked you to your thing reminded me for my, uh, my once a quarter where I should be getting paid by the week, the week should be a sponsor of mine. I recommend the week magazine to everyone. Again, only the physical magazine. Okay. I don't <laughs> think their website or their social media offering is nearly as good as they would like to think, because I believe it plays too much into the realm of, what the magazine actually avoids, which is that it's published once a week when you when you know the story has actually developed. It takes opinions from all sides, conservative and liberal and, and global, and and just like says the story with opinions of all sides, like with no agenda. Like their job is like a gathering. So you actually have a summary that isn't half the time, you know, people report on stuff before they even know what's actually happening, right? Because that's the that's the competition. That's the business. Whoever has the breaking news, right? Anyway, so I love the week. I won't go down a whole tangent, but there was there was something in the week um, that involved Sarah Silverman um, several months ago. Like this was not this was not brand new, um, but I just linked you to this thing that I'm sure you're checking out right now. Where Sarah Silverman, who I think is an an awesome person, and her her humor is maybe not necessarily uh, like everyone's favorite, but like her, I think her just sort of like open. Uh, and, and kind of like humble approach to things and just kind of like the, the way she sort of draws humor, I think, to certain weird relationships that celebrities have with the rest of the world. Anyway, she just described this whole thing about this guy who was just, you know, attacking her on Twitter and just like a complete troll and the way she handled it in, in the sense of like actually reaching out to him and being like, why are you so angry at me? Like, seriously, like what's the basically like what the bleep, man, right? But not yeah. in a way, I think in a way that was probably initially met with like, you know, I think when you initially ask questions like that, people aren't letting their guard down immediately, right? I think it takes a second. But I think once you once you um, engage, so she talked about this guy that she basically, um, you know, learned was having like all kinds of like health and personal issues. And now they're like friends, like literally they're like they're like real friends. Mm, and that's interesting. And, OK, I don't think every story is as like yeah. uplifting, 
But I do, I've had many moments like that where people just hate Danny Wrench or they hate the evil corporate chess.com or they, you know, they love Lee Chess or they love Chess24, any one of our competitors. And like people get so like animated and um, just like, you know, it's very easy for them to post like opinions that basically only focus on the negative, are not open to like any any perspective, and are just basically like aggressively aimed to be antagonistic when they have like no feeling for the fact that like this person is like a real person, right? And doing their absolute best within like their level of understanding of how they can do best, right? And I think generally that's what people are doing, and I, I don't know. So it, it's 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 interesting, and I um I definitely try to respond always with like I'm sorry, like really really upsetting that you know i'm really sorry you feel that way and you know sorry that i can't whatever i don't know but um it's tough it's a tough thing but i was i was inspired by that that story in the week involving sarah silverman um the uh that's it you can check it out anybody who wants to on our show notes here can check that out and see what they think about it so yeah i linked it up i, I read there it's pretty 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 good. And that's very, it sounds very classic Sarah, Sarah Silverman too, which is like, Hey, what the heck? You know what I mean? Like what the bleep, like what's going on? Um, but yeah. Oh man. So what is this chess thing? What are, are you playing poker? Are you, are you a poker player, Danny? Am I a poker player? No, <laughs> I, I play. I, I, um... I see your poker. Yeah, exactly. I, um, I mean, I've, I've dabbled in poker, uh, only in person. I have never played online poker. I don't know if mm-hmm. I should be saying that now that we have a partnership with Poker Stars. Um, <laughs> but I've ne- I've never played online poker on any site. Um, I'm you know there's a lot of a lot of chess professionals and chess amateurs that have at, at different points in time made those jumps to poker. Um, some more successfully than others. I mean Jennifer Shahadi, um, who's in this event with me, is one of the more famous cases of a success story. I also know of a lot of former chess pros, some former friends that maybe didn't necessarily have the best success. Um, but I believe that there's a lot of, um, a lot of crossover, but okay. To answer the question, I am not a regular poker player. I played in a lot of fun, fun games, fun, fun, like family events or, or, uh, you know, anytime I get together with Eric, we play poker. I mean, I, but no, I'm not, I'm not a poker player like that. I like to think I understand the game and like, you know, I have, I've had a lot of conversations with poker pros, um, as far as like different comparisons you can draw and, and, uh, you know, where, where, uh, people make comparisons between chess and poker, how far apart they really are as far as luck versus, um, you know, not, not, I don't know use the word skill, but like evaluations based on like fact versus evaluations based on your best guess of probabilities. But, um, anyway, but I think, I think it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Daniel Negreanu plays on chess.com regularly. Um, he's been, um, so he's, he's a big chess guy, which is fun for us. Uh, Liv Boyer also plays chess. She played at the Isle, our, our event, the Isle of Man a few years ago. And I don't know how active she is online playing chess. I think she is. Cause she asked that we keep her, her actual username private, but I haven't, I haven't jumped into her account and see how often she's playing. Um, anyway, but it's going to be a blasting McGlasterson. And you're going to we'll be hosting it. it. You're going to do classic Daniel wrench commentation. Well, it's the commentation. It's. It's not, I, I'm participating as a host, right? So the, the best part about this is this. So uh, Poker Stars launched this thing um, a few months ago where they're giving away what's essentially a $30,000 cash prize to compete in one of these huge poker events. So they pay your entry, they pay your way, and a lot of, you know, kind of VIP benefits. So it's, you know, they're, um, 
they're putting up a, a big prize, but specifically for something that has to do with chess. They wanted people to make a variant of chess and poker that essentially combines chess with with much more um, like luck obstacles. Like make the game of chess more about luck and mm. um, more unpredictable and combining elements of poker and chance. That's kind of the official thing, right? Which can include dice. It can include other things, right? So then they reached out to us and, and Jen and I are good friends. So she was like, hey, like we're doing this thing and, and she's a big Poker Stars ambassador. I think she's more of a face of Poker Stars, honestly, than she is for the chess world in, in a lot of ways. Um, and she was like, hey, let's let, you guys are the biggest chess platform. Let's do something fun. When we announce the winners, that we've got hundreds of different entries coming in and let's do a fun event when we announce the winners. And that's how the whole thing came together. So it was like, all right, well, if we're going to do this fun event, let's get some poker celebrities playing chess. That, I, that, I think that's interesting. Um, and before you know it, we have the event taking place on Sunday, October 14th, which is basically a hand and brain chess celebrities paired with poker celebrities playing a team, a team chess game. And in between every game that we play, we will be eliminating one of the top five finishers. So there's actually six videos that we have moved on into the finals. I can't say who I've voted for yet as number one or number six, but we have <laughs> all of us as judges. So I'm a judge. Uh, Daniel's a judge. Liv's a judge. Jen's a judge. I think there's a couple others. So we've seen these videos and we're making basically our our uh, judgments on who's the ultimate winner. And we're going to eliminate those between games and should be lots of drama, lots of fun. I like it. That's awesome. That yep. is rad. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to have to watch it because it sounds like this weird, interesting hybrid is something of in interest. Well, plus it's uh, hand and brain, me. right? Hand and brain is yeah. just so fun. I think it's something that really connects amateurs with professionals. Not okay. Like, duh, Captain Obvious. The format itself is literally <laughs> me with Liv on the same team, right? But yeah. I, it, it, as far as like the the presentation and just like the way that it it, it is uh, per, you know produced and distributed to fans, it's very relatable when you see, yeah, a strong player recommends the piece to move, but that doesn't mean that you're going to find I mean, the right piece, right? If they say pawn, you got eight pawns, right? Uh, but hopefully if you can combine like principles with the strong player's suggestion, you can actually play a much higher quality chess game than you might have otherwise. And I think we've seen that. John John and I have done, Urshel and I have done a ton of hand and brain, and I think people like it. I think it's fun. And, and it leads to some exciting blunder moments where, you know, crazy stuff happens and people try not to get mad at each other, but they're all competitors and you're like, no, not that piece. You know, <laughs> it's just fun. So do, do you think when you commentate and you host these chess things, chess games, chess matches, OTBs, and also just online, when you're watching them and you're commentating is, is the most interesting part. Is it, is it like the logic of a really strategic move that you're like, oh, wow. Or is it a blunder that is more interesting like between the two? Or is there something else that you think is the draw of watching chess and chess commentation? I think the answer is yes to all. It just depends on the audience. I think obviously blunders and sort of like amazing tactics lead to some of those exciting moments in the highlight sports center world we live in. I think that you know, the easy answer as well, the most viewed clips on our Twitch channel and the most viewed highlights are of people dunking, right? Not people like setting a pick and roll and the proper roll toward the basket that like shields the defender and keeps them on their back. Or right? I mean, I'm like, basketball is the one I always make comparisons to because I know a lot about basketball because my family was big into basketball, but it could be the same in soccer or hockey. I mean, there's obviously 
g- games within the game and everybody is cheering for their own level of understanding, right? So if you're watching chess, you're cheering for checkmates and blunders and brilliant tactics if that's the level of chess that you really get. Um, and then I think just like when I watch soccer, I go, go like everybody else, right? Come mm-hmm. on. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But or, or you see a dunk. <laughs> but I feel like when I see basketball, I spend a lot more time watching ball movement and and defensive schemes and 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 things away from the ball probably than the average basketball fan does and Mm -hmm. you know that's just like i really love the game of basketball right and other people see things that i'm sure i don't when they watch other things right so um you know but then i personally because because i i love teaching like if you go back through the sec i love being like kind of the robin to the gm's batman i love being the like eric hansen or robert hess or are kind of keeping pace with the top players. And I like taking the moments of like, hey, let's stop for a second and appreciate what Eric just said because mm. that's a really instructive point about king and pawn endings. You have to anticipate what side of the board your king will be on at the end of the trade, right? Because whoever's closer to the pawn island isn't going to win. So I love offering, that's not even like super high level. That's me like translating something that I think now hopefully brings in understanding that really before only appreciated the dunk maybe now they learn a little bit more and for those more intermediate and advanced players already it's like oh yeah like it's good to pause and reflect that we're here to kind of appreciate the strategic genius of these guys not just the exciting blunders so i mean if if you're just watching something you're you're taking it in in real time right i think it's an interesting it's interesting that you can compare this to basketball chess but i'll even compare it's like why i got into twitch streaming code uh, now an official twitch affiliate boom yes you are um, i forgot to congratulate boom. you thanks and now i gotta get my emotes made i have some contracts going off to get those officially spiced up real designer is going to be making my sweet emotes um emoticons um but what i always found interesting about live coding and the reason that i wanted to do more twitch streaming of coding was that when something goes, I'm, I'm teaching and kind of walking through my process, but when something goes wrong, like a blunder, which would be like a kind of, you know, something doesn't compile or something deploys and crashes, it's almost that logical, let's take a step back and say, what went wrong? How did we get to here? And how could we have potentially fixed this? How could we have not blundered? What was the right move? I, I think like, that's, that's a that's, great, that's like the most accurate comparison from like chess to code, I think, like chess to code like right technological languages that i think i've ever heard that's brilliant because i think i think that's something i try to relate all the time in and where people go wrong in analyzing their chess games and trying to get better right? the, the focus on the ultimate culmination which is the blunder you you blundered your queen on move 19 right mm-hmm. but here's the thing like the you first of all you'd be surprised how very rare it is that you even get that exact position, even as early as a move like 19, like ever again. And if, and when you do that, you remember the game because it, it, the chances of it happening soon are even smaller. Right. And, and then um, whatever was going through your mind that blundered in that exact moment may not even be that relevant to what you need to do to like it, fix the problem. So what, what I would say is little mistakes lead to big mistakes. I always say this, right? So your misevaluation of, where you should have been attacking. Hey, dude, you should have been attacking the center here, not not on this. Don't don't put your piece here. And your misevaluation of the pawn structure of how to effectively, you know, do do X, Y, and Z. Right? Those things all put you in awkward spots. Now you don't have a good plan, and now you blunder. Yeah. And I would I would bet that that's that's kind of what you were saying, right? That the thing is like, yeah, there's like a bug, but what happened 
and your approach to designing this feature that ultimately led to this bug? Am I am I am I putting words in your mouth, or is that what you're saying? Because that's what I'm saying. No, that's correct. That's correct. That's how uh, that's how I see it. Totally. Yeah. Oh man. Are you Look are you that. kidding or Chess? teasing? No, I'm serious. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> no ch chess and code. It's not that far off. I swear. Chess and, um, no, we could we could have a show called Chess and Code, and I think. Anyway, anyway, I think that that's, that's a very good... So when I'm going over games with people, I'm like, look, dude, you're focused on this because honestly, it, it makes it easier for you to sleep at night. Like, oh, I was in a good position. Like this, the guys tell their friends after. I've been in a million chess tournaments. Everyone loses chess games. They go to the bar and be like, dude, I was just winning and then I blundered my queen. And like, <laughs> oh, dude, no, I would totally would have won if not for time pressure. As if like they didn't know that everybody had the same amount of time to start the game. You know, that's part of the game, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like, it's like you know, the sun's saying, I definitely would have come back and beat the Spurs if there was just a whole nother quarter. Well, first of all, there's only four quarters and you're full of it because you don't know what would have happened, right? Yeah. So it's just, I hate that. And mainly because even on the rare times where it's a legitimate excuse, it's such an unempowering, like, attitude. It's not an empowering approach to, like, the opposite is to be self-reflective, understand that, like, the real truth is you only make blunders at the very least in positions where you were choosing the wrong plan. Like, so I'm not saying I'm not holier than now with chess. Like we, we see strong players make blunders when they're winning all the time, but most of the time, like 95% of the time, a blunder is made when you were already clearly worse. Like you were already worse, whether you're admitting yourself to that or not as a you problem, but yeah. you were worse. You had, you had taken a bad approach or at, in the rare cases where maybe you weren't worse, maybe even better or winning, you were clearly like on the wrong line of thinking. And those are things you can actually fix that help your chess, not the exact blunder you made on move 47 of, of this particular game that you're never going to have again. Yeah. And, and it's actually has some crossover even there with code, because if you start off in a situation where things aren't well architected, or you've introduced some bugs, aka some blunders, some incorrect moves, you get to the point where it trickles downstream where things only progressively get worse for you until you have to either, you know, control a delete and start over, which is a, a resigning at that point, or do some major re-architecting, which is I am now buried deep down into this position and I can't get out. Right. Boom. No, that's Look a that. great, that's a great, I love that. This is, this yeah. is the best. Um, oh, you're the best. You're the best. I'm going to cut this part and share it with some some of our uh this is just i love hearing your you should be an inspirational code teacher and you use go. the principles i've i've like helped impart in you about chess you know mm -hmm. this is like a you could do like a ted talk on this oh, like yeah. being self like having how do you have an empowering approach a self-empowering approach to the mistakes you've made right well, we and should, like you we don't want a do... culture of excuse making or you know, often focusing solely in the moment. And, and it's not because we should always beat ourselves up. I mean, the whole purpose of reviewing history is to make yourself better for the future, right? Mm -hmm. Something that our country pretty much hasn't done in a long time, right? When you, the whole purpose of reviewing the past is not to like beat yourself up or not live in present time because, you know, any lack of being present is a minor form of mental illness. But we do review the past with a purpose of it being better for the future. And now it has purpose. And I think yeah. that a lot of times, like, people don't want to do that because they, you know, it's easier to kind of be like, oh, well, I'll just like band-aid this problem and band-aid this problem, you know? I agree. So. And that's why we do retrospectives. That's why we do all stuff. I also imagine that inside of the chess.com bug tracking system, that instead of it being a bug, it's actually just a blunder. Like that's like, you, it's tagged with a blunder tag for code. Oh, you know, dude, for, that's such a great idea. Yeah. 
I'm just saying. And like each of them, like a feature request could be, I don't know, something like some, you know, something else, some other open, you know what I mean? Each thing is very, yeah. I mean, I would hope that if I go into the chess.com virtual offices, because right. I don't think there's a physical office, but if there was, <laughs> I'd imagine that everything would be very chess themed, right? Like when it you really close, isn't, when, but when I you, love this. When you close a ticket and it's all like checkmate, boom, like, cause it's, it's over, right? Like done or like when you this is like a legitimately brilliant freaking idea i'm I'm noting this when you when when someone like rejects a card so like people usually move things in trello like in a kanban board like when something's rejected from a pm it's like oh we don't have customer validation to do this feature it's like resigned like it's been it's like like you know when you you resign your 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 king or the game so these are all great ideas that you should just instill into the chess.com culture um oh who, who who made this blunder like, but no one will know, but it's like the dev team knows, like, oh, geez, blunder, classic, classic Jill, classic Johnny, classic James, classic Danny, always blundering, mm-hmm. all you know, social winking. James, stop winking. James, James, <laughs> stop winking. All right, buddy. Uh, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, There's your million instead. dollar idea. Hey, I'm There's making notes dollar. of it right now. Uh... I love when Danny types on the podcast because this is the, like, Monstrous had a great idea. Still not going to pay him, but <laughs> definitely, um, definitely not going to pay him. I'll tell we'll you that. <laughs> take, we'll, we'll take credit. We'll take credit. Oh man. So, uh, right. No, love you, buddy. Seriously. That is a great idea. This has been a fun, fun podcast. And uh, yeah, peace out. Go. Can't wait. Let's do some more listener feedback next week. Cause I want to, yes. I want to see, I, I think we've gotten some comments in the last few episodes too. We haven't engaged in. So. Yes, we were going to engage. We're going to not awkwardly wink at you, but go to blunders.fm and you can totally leave comments, hit the contact button, send us an email. There's some emails, so give us some feedback. We're going to read them next week. Well, buddy, have a great, great week. Have a great weekend. I love you. I miss you. Thanks, man. All right. Love you too. Peace. Bye. Bye.